Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Activate, a podcast consisting of purposeful conversations aimed at encouraging listeners to embrace both the beauty and the chaos of life. Through laughter, tears, and brutally honest confessions, each episode will culminate with a call to action, offering tangible ways for listeners to not only strive for, but to become the best version of themselves. We are so excited that you're here. Let's get started. Let's do this. Oh, hey, hey. Hey, hey. <laughs> I don't was, know why I'm on purposely leaving out the third one. I know. It's like you changed. You've really changed stuff. I don't, know if, I don't know if I like it. <laughs> Something is so different. It's hey, hey, it's hey. It's a double hey. Get it right. Yeah. What the heck? How's it going? It's going. I always feel a little frazzled on this day, but I think it, I, it's like my day gets full. So I'm like, yes. I have something on my calendar from when I wake up till when yeah. I go to bed. And then that that's not normal for me. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> and I'm like, me a little, yeah, <laughs> well, Tuesday is said to I mean, Monday, but Tuesday yeah. said to be the most productive day of the week. Well, so it's Tuesday got to jam it full. Not for you guys, but for us. It's Tuesday. We're yeah. actually way ahead of schedule. We are. We're killing it. Yeah. I'm we're, proud of us. I'm proud of us too, yeah. because usually we're like recording on Sunday for <laughs> Monday. <laughs> usually she's like, I can't do this shit anymore. That's why we got to pay so Joe the big bucks. <laughs> we got to get it together because you're stressing me out. Yeah. So how do you live your life like this? We're like a month out, which I'm proud. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. And you have a really, really, really cute sweatshirt on. Thank you. It says homegirl. It says homegirl. We're going to go live, so you'll see. Oh, yeah. Cute. Yeah. You'll see it a month ago. You'll see it a month ago. <laughs> if you didn't, if you don't know what we're talking about, scroll back. Yes, yeah, scroll back. <laughs> but it was cute because I literally almost bought one off of Instagram or whatever the other day. And then my friend did a post about, oh, I really... I know it's like 1984, but I really want the gold chain with my name on it. And I was like, me too, kind of. I was like, but I really want the homegirl sweatshirt. And he was like, yes. And then I walked in your way and it. Yeah, so that was cute. That's funny. I know it's like 100 degrees outside. Yeah. But for some reason, we're most chilly in here. The yeah. lights are off and we're wearing sweatshirts and it's 100. Yep. That's how we roll. That's how we roll. Um, What else? I don't know. I'm... AJ starts kindergarten in less than a month. Where? I know. I don't understand how They're summer. <clears throat> actually, when this comes out, it'll be like a week. Yeah. So Summer crazy. just went so quickly. And I'm still don't know if he's riding the bus or if I'm driving him. Don't let him ride the bus. That's just my thought. I know. And so we've talked about it. Our plan is that he's going to carpool with our friend. Um, she carpools her daughter. So Okay. I think that's better. I'm telling you, my kid said, the Mom, naughty stuff. don't let Asher ever ride the bus. We learned all the bad stuff on the bus. Yeah. Well, we are also, did I already talk about this? Mm. Not on here. Um, <clears throat> we were at the neighborhood pool the other day, and there's a bunch of little, I say little boys in our neighborhood. They're fifth and sixth grade. They're going mm -hmm. into sixth and seventh grade, but they're so awesome with AJ. They're oh. like his big brothers, and... So they'll go like around the big block on their bikes and AJ's like, mom, can I, they said I could go with. And so they go with, and they're so great with him. But the other day we were at the pool and, um, the one little guy was with another group of friends, a different group of friends. Yeah. And these, they were little assholes. Yeah. I was like, I could not believe it. I, part of me is just like the mama bear and right. me wanted to go over there and like, get you that know, boy out of there. Yeah. Get him <laughs> out of there. But then I'm like, Oh God, then that's going right. to make it worse for him. But you know, it was like the thing I'm like, Oh my gosh. So yeah. you know that that's happening. It's scary on the bus, on the bus, teaching him all those the words. Naughty he's never heard the before. words. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> I feel like my kids got their whole like sex ed on the bus. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Probably not the best place. We don't need that. But I probably did too. Right. <laughs> and you turned out all right. I did. <laughs> it took an extra amount of time exactly. though. Exactly. <laughs> took us a few more. Took till I was 30. <laughs> right. Well, what's funny is like I lived out in the country and so I was always the very first one to get picked up on the bus oh my gosh we were always first too and, and last, last drop off. off like can't they freaking flip the route i know right go so the at other least way. if you're the, the first on you can be 
the first off yeah but i always loved to sit in the back and so my dad would always say like we'd see the bus pulling off and you were because i was so light you know my he's like your little ponytail just be bumping around in the back of the bus well i think (laughs) the kindergartners have to at least sit up front together but then after a while they don't like first grade i think they can then sit wherever they want yeah yeah and then they're just in first grade and they're just like it's just like the wolf pack is after them i feel like a lot of times i feel like and I remember being that way too. Cause I was always around adults cause mm-hmm. I was an only and yeah. you know, like I feel like he's very grown and yeah. you know, he acts well, like he's grown. Yeah. Um, but then I also like th- I, the last week or two I've been just looking and I'm like, buddy, like, I I'm, you know, he could have went last year and asked you too. Mm-hmm. And it was like, thank God he didn't. But I'm like, cause what month, he, when's his birthday? He's September. Oh, so thank God yeah, you he was right on. Yeah. 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 But I'm just like, you are, you're still a baby. Oh, I know. And yeah. Asher's not though. He's a big boy and yeah. he's like, but I still have a hard time. Yeah. Oh boy. Last babies. I know. It's hard. Okay. So today I'm super excited about this. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get this, this girl on the podcast. Uh, she is so inspiring. Yeah. She's been like my body goals for years now. Like I've super sh- looking at her pictures and I'm like, my show my husband i'm like see now this is what i want <laughs> how do this i do is what this? i want to look like this is vision board material right here mm-hmm. um so her name is caitlin she was born and raised in a tiny little town in iowa yeah one that i know well uh after high school she joined the military traveled the world and has now landed in san diego she's been busy building or in her words rebuilding her life for the last mm. three years Caitlin has been an athlete for her entire life, so health, fitness, nutrition, and overall well-being have always been her passion and priority. However, it wasn't always in a healthy way. Mm. For most of her life, Caitlin has struggled with eating disorders, over-exercising, addictions, depression, anxiety, low self-esteem and self-worth, and a lack of purpose and direction in her life. As challenging as all those things have been, Caitlin is grateful for the struggle because it has led her to where she is today using her story to inspire, shine light, and give hope to those who may be dealing with similar issues. Caitlin has a BA in health promotion and wellness and fitness management and is currently working toward a master's in psychology with aspirations to continue on to a doctorate program specializing in eating disorders and addictions. Get it, girl. Amazing. Love it. Let's get Caitlin on the phone. Hello. Hi, Caitlin. Hi, it's how Chris- are you? Good. It's Kristen and Steph. How are hey, you? Girl. I'm great. Good. Thank you so much for being willing to do this. Yes. I've wanted you uh, I've, I've wanted you to be on here for a while. So this is awesome. I'm so glad it worked out. Perfect. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So I just did a little intro for you. Um awesome. we are from the same little little Iowa town, Strawberry Point. Yes. Yes. <laughs> did you know each other? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure I actually babysat her once. Oh my gosh. That's so awesome. (laughs) I'm sure. I think I did. (laughs) And her mom babysat my sister. Oh my gosh. So there's, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, so I didn't know because it just said small town in Iowa. So I was like, wait, same, yeah, same town. That's how, that's the connection. So cool. Yeah. And my dad. Yes. Yeah, you were on track and, I and did. played sports, so my dad was probably your coach he was. several occasions. He was my track coach. He was my shop teacher, Mr. Reed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I saw he retired this year. Yes, finally. I, yeah. <laughs> How's that going? Um, It's definitely an adjustment for yeah, him, but I, it's very good. Yeah, he's I, just been busy for the last 36 years, exactly. so it's a little bit of a shift. And sure. You know, Strawberry Point, there's not too much to do. Not so. a whole lot to keep you busy, yeah. <laughs> Enough to keep you in trouble, Enough though. to be creative. <laughs> All right, awesome. Well, I'm, I'm happy for, for him. That's that's amazing. What a legacy he left at Starmont. Yes, yeah. definitely. Awesome. So, like I said, I read your bio, and we've introduced you before we got you on the phone. So, I just am really cool. excited to hear your story. Oh boy, <laughs> I've let you know I've let out uh, bits and pieces of it here and there, but yes. I've never. This is like kind of my first time of like here it all is. Yeah. Um, oh, so, so yeah. No, it's good. It's been it's been a journey of uh, ups and downs, but 
I wouldn't have it any other way because it's brought me to where I am today. I think so. that's that's a, that's all of our stories. Yeah, <laughs> yes. sure. yeah. And it's the bravery to share it to inspire others for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, being vulnerable is so challenging, but it's so powerful. And um, what I've learned is that there's so many other people out there that deal with the and struggle with the same things, and they're the ones that need to hear the story. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, well, so where would you like to start? Uh, I was thinking about this, um, you know, like where, where I remember everything kind of started. And my first memory of my struggles is probably around the 14 years old. Okay. Um, so I suppose we'll probably start there right. and, and just work our way through. That's great. So, um, as you know, I grew up in uh, a pretty, I don't want to say the perfect family, but you know, like yes. we had that image. My dad was a coach, uh, a teacher. Yep. Um, I was a good athlete. My siblings were good athletes. Mm -hmm. So like, we just had that all going and um, about 14, you know, it, it all looked from the outside but at age 14 I just started uh having like all of these internal battles and I developed an eating disorder mm -hmm. and I really kind of like why what happened that made this that this surfaced mm -hmm. or how did this all start and I still really don't have an answer yeah. for it which is kind of frustrating but I do know that um being an athlete and having all eyes on you and the pressure to perform and being a perfectionist and all of these things mm -hmm. is very common among individuals that have eating disorders. So I think my personality type of being a perfectionist and an athlete and body image and all these things that are so important, um, you know, it just kind of, that's how I dealt with all of it. Because mm -hmm. sometimes all of those things felt out of my control, but sure. this was the one thing that I could control yep, always. Exactly. Yeah. So how, um, did, how did that sort of manifest itself? Were you able to keep that to yourself or did anybody realize that was happening? It, well, uh, so it was, a, I hid it pretty well for yeah. a long time and it was about my junior year or you know I look back I'm like you know what like I probably thought I was keeping it a secret right. but people notice right you know and and it's it's hard for people on the outside like how do you how do you talk about this right. how do you approach someone that's struggling with this mm -hmm. and and so looking back especially as my dad as my coach mm -hmm. um he had to have seen you know yeah. changes in my performance and mood mm -hmm. and energy and all these things right um but it wasn't until one of my friend's mom because i told one of my friends that i was struggling with all this and her mom went to my dad uh, and oh i was so mad yeah. i was so mad like my secret's out right now everybody knows right um but now like that was the best thing that could have ever happened right mm -hmm. um because who knows what where i'd be and what i'd be doing right now if that never happened so, so. that happened while you were still in high school yeah so yeah. that was probably like my sophomore year okay um so okay so now my parents know and um you know, i was so i feel so bad for how i my behavior and how i acted and but sure. it, I, mean, I was, I was challenging to deal with because I was in denial about it still. It wasn't something that I wanted to deal with or get help for. Um, so getting help at that time was, was a big challenge. Um, my parents, I've been in and out of therapy and counseling and rehab, but in that moment, none of it was beneficial because I you weren't ready, right? I wasn't ready. And yeah. I wasn't, yeah, my attitude towards it was horrible. So I was just being that bratty teenage kid Rebellious. that didn't want to be right. there. Right. Yeah. Well, I, th I think that is part of being a teenager, but it's also 
just part of addiction. And yeah. we, I, I have a lot of family members who struggle with addiction and it's like, you can't help them until mm-hmm. they're ready to help themselves. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And from the outside, that is the most frustrating and challenging thing to deal with because you love these people Mm -hmm. so much and you just want them to get better and you want to help them but none of it's going to work until that person is ready right exactly yeah 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 I know that all too well (laughs) I was like been there a few different times Right. (laughs) right okay so all right so you go in and out of therapy you're just not ready to make it to do it and so then what And also, I'm the kind of person that's like, I don't need anybody's help. I got this. Mm -hmm. I can deal with it on my own. No, that is just our minds trying to trick us. And it never works that way. Right. You're right. (laughs) So I've dealt with, um, since I was 14, I continue to deal with it. Oh gosh, way, way past graduation Mm -hmm. and college and all this. So after high school, I joined the military still like looking back in, in the uh, season that I was in join dealing with all that stuff, joining the military probably wasn't the best option, Mm -hmm. but I was like, Nope, I'm going to do whatever I want. Nobody can tell you any different. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I did that. Um, I was on deployment from 2010 to 2011 and coming back from that, I, I try to like pinpoint where was like my lowest of lows. And I think coming off of that deployment was, um, I think that's when I was at my lowest, my lowest point. Um, trying, go ahead. ahead. I was just going to say, it's really interesting because, you know, we talk a lot about like this, highlight reel kind of thing you know that you see on Instagram and social media and I don't think anyone means for Mm -hmm. it to be that but like I remember seeing those pictures of you and I even said when when I just introduced you like like she was body goals for years for me like she's (laughs) like but to then know that you're you know seeing those pictures of you in the military like she is such a badass like she is amazing and then to know that really like behind those photos you were struggling more than you'd ever struggled like people just don't know exactly and that's um the the interesting thing about my situation is that I was going through I was having I had eating disorders I had addictions I was depressed Mm -hmm. I was having I was doing all of this reckless behavior Mm -hmm. however I was still able to perform I still did well in school I still competed very well Mm -hmm. I still somehow held my junk together Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it was such turmoil and I think back I'm like if I would have had all this figured out how much better my performance would have been right but because um, for people who don't know so at that point what were you doing you were running obviously yeah, but that was part of the whole, the whole <laughs> mess. Over exercising, just yes, well, I mean, it's definitely. part of the addiction too. You were addicted to the running. Yep, yep. Um, and it was all about, you know, I got so messed up in my race weight, and mm-hmm. and how how small and fast can I get? Yeah. And um, yeah, so it's just, and it's kind of hard to. Um, separate those things because for me I was like okay well running is way better than what I was doing before right. drugs and drinking too right. much so I'd rather have this addiction to running than what I was doing before right but then I also had to realize like okay I'm running for the wrong reasons right. as well right yeah right it was the lesser of two evils but it was still something that needed to be dealt with definitely yeah because yeah, you were um, running like like ridiculous like yeah I loved I started with 50k and then I worked up to 50 milers and then 100ks I have a friend um, that does that I have to run five miles after this podcast and I've been dreading it all day (laughs) (laughs) I'm training for a half marathon and haven't run a mile good for you that's so awesome no I remember the days when three milers were daunting and then I'm like oh I just have a 30 mile run today no big deal yeah no big deal yeah I'm telling you because that was part of the whole like that was me escaping dealing with all the things that I should have been like 
I would run away to the mountains and mm-hmm. run for hours and hours. And that was just me escaping all of these mm-hmm. things that needed to be addressed. Right. So um, it wasn't until I had a back injury yep. um, for running at this point. Yes. Yeah. That took me out of doing anything for an entire year mm-hmm. and I think that was God saying like okay you're not going to deal with this on your own so I'm going <laughs> to sit you down yeah. I'm going to make you sit with these things and deal with wow. them <laughs> so that was oh, gosh uh, last year um, that I really really had to sit down and deal with those things mm-hmm. um, so that was the moment that things started to shift for me and um, it was a very challenging time but it, it needed to happen that way so. I can imagine I mean I have I have a back injury I don't know the yeah. details of yours but my biggest fear is for it to slow me down like for it or for it to take me out completely mm-hmm. because I Steph and I talk about this all the time like our food I, I'm much worse than stuff. She seems to keep her shit together, but well, I, but we just <laughs> flip flop. Uh, well, true, <clears throat> but I'm always I, like, like nutrition wise, you know, Caitlin, I'll reach out to you once in a while and be like, what is it that you change? Like, what are you doing in your diet now? Like, cause I tried keto, like I've tried everything, yeah, yeah. but yeah. also like, I'm just terrified that, cause I don't know what I like. I feel like this working out thing has become sort of my identity and so it's like everybody knows I'm the girl that works out every single day and you know like that's just part of like who I am and what what makes me proud of me so it's a terrifying thought to be because I probably need surgery like it's Mm -hmm. we're you know looking into that now but the biggest fear is that it, it like I'm afraid I'll I'll stop working out and then I'll like never get back into it or yeah. like or whatever well, that's it's, what happened yeah. to me right and yeah. then you lose your mind yeah yeah so that's I can imagine like coming from as much as you were running and working out like to actually have to stop mm-hmm. completely yeah and there was a lot of different things that went on for me during that time of like oh my gosh, who am I when I'm not running? Right, You know, exactly. so it was a loss of identity. And then the eating disorder mindset crept in of like, if you're not running, you're going to get real fat. Yes. And and you're going to not be fit anymore. And you're, you know. Yes. Uh, and then there was also this, because I was good at what I did, there was this expectation of people always expected me to be racing yep, and performing. Yes. And so now when I can't, it's always like, well, what's wrong? Where are you? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? You know, and so there's all this outside pressure too. So there's a lot of different things that I had to deal with. But I think the most challenging one was um, the fear of getting fat from yeah. not running. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't it crazy what we do in our own minds? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, and who I had to realize that I'm still. I still have worth. I still have value mm-hmm. even when I'm not a runner. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the, the biggest thing that came out of that. Um, so did you start, did you, were you doing something different then? Like, did you start doing, you know, I tell a lot of people like do the miracle morning, even though I didn't do it when we did it back <laughs> in the early of the year, but like meditation and personal development and just like fueling your mind. Were you already doing that? Or is that when you yes. started doing that? Um, that, you know, I could, I literally could hardly do anything. Like it was hard to even walk some days. Mm -hmm. And so I would, I could only do what I could do. Some days it was just going for a walk and then, um, going to yoga or Mm -hmm. just having to do a little bit of mobility to get things moving around and then searching out for different kinds of, um, you know, medical ways to mm-hmm. acupuncture, mm-hmm. chiropractic. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it was a whole year of like trial and error. And how do I, how do I fix this? And the crazy thing is, this was the other part of my eating disorder is that I was a vegan for eight years. Mm-hmm. I, I convinced myself and everybody out there that, oh, it's the healthiest mm-hmm. way to go. Mm-hmm. And best way to eat and but when you are running so many miles you can't it's not a good performance diet Mm -hmm. to be on Mm -hmm. um for me like I was lacking so much nutrients and protein Mm -hmm. and 
I think my body just broke down and what helped me come out of the injury was um, getting more fat and protein into my diet. So I actually went and saw uh, a gut doctor. Hmm. Nothing else was working for me. And so I finally went and saw a gut doctor. Mm -hmm. It's like, you need to cut out your carbs and sugars and we need to increase your fats and your proteins. So I think that's, I I reached out to you at that point too, because I noticed you had like when you were taking pictures of your food or whatever, like there was meat in there and I'm like, wait, 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 I just went vegan. Wait. Yeah. (laughs) Slow down. What the hell? I went at that moment. I was like, I am willing to do whatever to get me moving again. And you need the energy. I was like, I haven't eaten meat in eight years. What yeah. it, this is going to wreck my stomach. It's uh-huh. going to be gross. And But at that I was like, okay, if this is going to work, you know, I need to try to do it. And I'm not kidding you. Within three days of cutting out sugars and carbs mm-hmm. and increasing my fats and proteins, I was up and moving again. Wow. And it just, I just think my body was so depleted that it just broke down and mm-hmm. it wasn't going to function until I fed it again. Right. So now I'm back on the beat and, yeah. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> it's so, I just was saying today, I'm like, I'm on low carb days on Monday and Tuesday for my, what I do. And I'm like, I got to eat the meat again. But it's just like, initially I'm like, you know, kind of grossed out or whatever. But, um, also like I was eating still fish like I eat uh-huh. fish and shrimp and, you know, salmon and all of that stuff. But for a lot of people that I know that are strictly vegan, like what they're eating is so unhealthy. It's so much processed food. Uh, yes. I'm like, yes. uh, okay, why don't you just go to a local <laughs> farm where at least you know that there's no antibiotics? You know what I mean? Right. Like, because what, right. what they are eating or how they think they're getting protein. I'm like, do you have, have you right. read that label? You know what right. I mean? Like, so, right. Yeah. 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 Well, there's so many misconceptions out there about what what healthy is. And I think yeah. we're getting we're on the right track and we're getting the word out, you know, and yeah. people are starting to understand. But it's just been a struggle for so many people. And yeah. Caitlin, I always say, like, back in in Strawberry Point, like for so many years, I would go home like for summer and I would be like, what the hell am I going to eat when I'm there? Because there's yes. no healthy choices. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is so is sad. Is no farm land? No, it's all farms. But, but I mean, it's like, yeah. there's no, you can't go to the grocery store and buy organic produce or, yeah. you know. Right. Well, to go to a good grocery store is an hour. Hour. Oh, yeah. Way. Yeah. Do they have, do they not have like stands? I, this might sound like a silly question, but in a lot of places they don't. Like even around here, yeah, no, like farmers markets and things. They they have that. They do have a farmers market in Strawberry now, but just it, not options. Yeah. Right, yeah. just not options. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it's not really enough. difficult. Yeah, not right. enough to. Yeah, right. and I also I don't want to say they're not educated on what what healthy eating really is, but it's definitely a different idea right yes, exactly <laughs> like what we know exactly it's my dad will be like oh like, I got the healthy food and then I'm like it's like a smart um, one in a diet coke <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. okay uh, and I used to it's just be crazy I get so frustrated I was like okay we just need to educate like they yeah. don't know right so. <laughs> right so, so you're, yeah. you're in San Diego and I know you, did you move to California a couple of times? Oh, you know, that's a whole nother, <laughs> that was a whole nother part of my, um, struggle was that I, I was just bouncing around all over the place. Mm-hmm. And for me, I was like, oh, if I go to this place, then I'll be happy. Yeah. If I go to this place, I'll be better. If mm-hmm. I, so and, and the reality is that until you deal with whatever yep. you're dealing with on the inside, no doesn't matter person, where you are, place yeah. or thing or you know mountains or ocean, it's not gonna make you happy and yeah. it's not gonna make you better. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I was in Iowa and then I moved to San Diego and mm-hmm. then I moved back to Iowa and then I moved to Thousand Oaks mm-hmm. and then I moved back to Iowa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I moved to San Francisco and I moved back to Iowa. Yeah. And here I am back in San Diego. So you know you love California and Iowa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's just, it's, 
this struggle. But for me, I was like, oh, I have to be in the mountains where mm-hmm. I can run yeah. to be happy and to feel better. Um, and that's why I kept leaving Iowa. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like this struggle of like needing the love and support of my family, sure, but yeah. then being super unhappy there. Mm-hmm. And, so and then, then winter coming. <laughs> yeah, and oh, winter. Yeah. Was, yeah, People don't understand. That's real. Well, it's brutal. It's so Steph brutal. is from Wisconsin, yeah. so she feels our pain. You from Wisconsin. <laughs> One thing about the um, going back and forth is this is another thing that I deal with with my demons or whatever. Um, so when I moved here, I was 32 to Virginia. I was 32. I had never left Wisconsin before. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, to live anywhere else or whatever. And, um, you know, I moved here and at the time he wasn't even my fiance, he deployed and, you know, then he would come back and deploy and deploy and deploy. And so that's kind of like you're saying, that's when I first had to sit with myself and like figure Mm. out who I was. And this is now eight years, almost nine years later. It's, you know, still a part of the process. But one of the things for me is I like people are like, how could you add one more thing to your plate? Like right now I'm considering going back to the dental world. I've talked to a couple of people and they're like, how? How could you add one more thing? But for me, that's it's that same thing. It's that busyness. It's what keeps mm-hmm. me like my inability to stay grounded. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why like when I see Melissa, we work a lot on that. She's like, you know, you're for a while when I was teaching spin, all of a sudden I was like, I'd be in the middle of a spin class and my legs wouldn't go. Mm-hmm. And so like mm-hmm. you were saying, like God was just stopping you. Like it was like God was like, okay just slow the fuck down (laughs) and just allow yourself to ground to slow you down. down. Yeah. (laughs) So how did, so do you feel like, so this year where you um, weren't able to run, is that when you were able to get a handle on the eating disorder, the addictions, all the, those things, or how did that evolve? Yes. Um, so yeah, it, like I had no choice. It was I, I had to. <laughs> if mm-hmm. I, you know, and I was so sick and tired of being sick and tired mm-hmm. of you know and not feeling well and having to deal with all of this stuff all the time and looking one way on the outside but feeling yeah. a certain way on the inside. Like I did not like that disconnect. Just did mm-hmm. not feel good. And so I finally said, okay, God, like let's do this Mm -hmm. and what really like what helped me was finding my worth and value and identity in him rather than the things that I were doing right you know like nothing else defines my worth and my identity and my value other than my identity in in God and so that like this whole process has made my faith so much stronger too because I realized I would not have been able to get through all of this stuff if I didn't have my faith um yeah so that was a huge part and and I grew up in a Christian home Mm -hmm. and I was doing all of these crazy things that did not align with yeah me too um, There's no way that you can grow in your faith and make your relationship stronger in Christ if you are doing all these things, but saying this, like, it just doesn't work that way. So bringing all of it in alignment, like, really, Right. He's like, oh, hello. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, There's that song, I am who you say I am. Yeah. Right. I don't even I can't think of what song it is, but they they were singing it in church last weekend. And it's really true. Like, I'm not who I say I am, but I'm who yeah. he says I am. You are for me, right. not against me. Right. Right. I'm a child yes. of God. Yeah. Yes. <sighs> yeah. All it. right. So so tell me. OK, so you always I follow you on Instagram and you're always what is your um, morning podcast that you always listen to? Um. Lionheart Radio. Lion it's called Heart, yeah. Morning Coffee. Okay. Yeah, Lionheart Radio. And um, it's with Rick Alexander. Mm-hmm. And I met him through Ultra Running. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so he um, he does, like, the big, like, Tahoe 200. Mm, um, wow. So, like, the, like, the big ones. But we just met through social media, um, through the running world. And then I started listening to his podcast. And it's all about... Uh, growth and development and getting in alignment with your values and yeah. um, 
you know, like kind of how to get unstuck mm-hmm. in life. Yeah. That's yeah. our, that's our whole, that's <laughs> yeah. our whole thing on here. Like, yeah. Yeah. Un- get unstuck. Propel yourself forward. Mm-hmm. Do not stay stuck in a less than situation. Like there's yeah. a way yes. out. And we all have, yeah, there is, there's always, um, we all have so much potential and, mm-hmm. and we all have a purpose here and, um, you know, to find that and to step into it is so powerful. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So tell me now, what are you doing now? So I see, so I know that, so now you're more of, a, are you, can I say you're more of a CrossFitter than a runner? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, uh, that was scary for me. Um, I, cause I, I always was like, well, I can't do too much strength training because mm-hmm. then I'm going to gain weight and then I'm mm-hmm. not going to be as light and right. fast as I need to be. Sure. And, you know, it's just like, it's just this messed up mindset Mind game. that we have. Yeah. Like, really, that's not the reality. Really, you need to be strong right. so you can be powerful right. when you run. Right. <laughs> um, but for me, it was all about weight. You know, if I yeah. was light, I was going to be fast. Yep. And um, so in the old, I was about, a, I'm 5'8", 118 pounds at wow. that time. Wow. Um, yeah, so unhealthy. Yeah. And people would tell me that all the time. Like, you're looking, you look pretty small. You And for me, I didn't see what they saw. So well, it I wasn't. think also there's people like me who I have this disordered eating pattern myself it's not Mm -hmm. starvation and Mm -hmm. I like it's not I don't know what it is but it's not normal I can say that Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. it's scary to think that I bet when I saw a picture of you at 5'8 118 I was like oh I want to look like Caitlin you know which is Yeah. yeah which is so scary to know that the you know the internal struggles and just the the physical you it wasn't healthy yep and there, I mean, I would tow the starting line of girls that were smaller than I. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I need to lose right. 10 more pounds. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's so unhealthy and messed up. But that's another whole thing of like, you are you. Don't compare yourself to other people. Right. And, mm-hmm. and the weight doesn't define you. And your image doesn't define you. Right. And all those things. So, um backing up so I couldn't run I I was like okay well I need to get stronger what I guess I'm gonna have to go in the gym and start lifting weights Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) so I can build up my core and my back and my glutes Mm -hmm. and all of these Mm -hmm. things that are so important to be a good runner Um, so I started going I was just working with a trainer I was like okay maybe if I only go twice a week then I won't gain so mm-hmm, much or mm-hmm, you know, I was mm-hmm, just trying to uh, like justify right so I started out twice a week with a trainer and then I was like it kind of freaked me out because I was liking it <laughs> right like, oh this is kind of great right. so then I um, started going five days a week mm-hmm. and now it's like seven <laughs> every day yep but <laughs> and I like and I, I think I love CrossFit so much mm-hmm. because it is crazy and yeah. intense. Yeah. And I kind of get that same high that I was getting right. um, when I was running all these insane miles. Right. It is a crazy sport and it it's is. very mental. Yeah. But in this process, I've gained, I'm about 135 pounds now. Mm-hmm. So I've gained yep. you know, almost 20 pounds and it was scary for me. And yeah. I you know, I step on the scale and it would make me angry or yeah. feel a certain way, but I had to detach from that. Cause that was like old thoughts. Yeah. And now I realize how much better I feel, how much stronger I am, how much healthier I am. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of a powerful feeling like being strong and mm-hmm. just feeling better. Yeah. So it was a scary process, but um, that's just part of getting over the whole eating disorder and, you know, being okay with putting on weight mm-hmm. and not letting that define you. Mm-hmm. Ha- curiosity, h- how often do you weigh yourself? <laughs> I, I was going to ask, but I didn't want to. <laughs> I have a problem yeah. with that. Yeah, it, oh, gosh. I used to... Um, 
I used to, you know, every time I ate, I would hop on the scale. Or That's what I do. I mm-hmm. Went mm-hmm. to the bathroom, I mm-hmm. would hop on a scale, and yep. like that is so it's like crazy. That, it controls you. It yeah, does. I, I do. Am. I do it after I eat. I do it before I go to bed, so I can gauge how much I think I'm gonna weigh when yeah. I wake up in the morning, and then I weigh. It's, it's. I'm out. Yeah. I'm always. It's step just is anti. From, well, where I came from, I've worked with so many people that had eating disorders or that were obese or whatever, mm-hmm. and that that was what they would do. And so the only way I could ever get them to have any growth, growth, or just lo- I mean, you're you're so, you know you love yourself and you do personal development stuff. But I saw so many people that. I mean, it just literally owned them. And Except for that. Yes. I walked in here. What did I say to you today? I know. I ate too much for lunch I and I hate, I hate myself I right hate now. Myself. Like, I literally said that right before we got oh, on here no. with you. <laughs> well, it is, and it's so hard to wa- just because, and it's just, I don't own a scale. And like, so when I started this other program seven weeks ago, I weighed myself the day I started and I didn't weigh myself again until the end because I know what it can do. Yeah, like, yeah. that's like when even the other day when we were in the car, it was like, yeah, but I'm so, and I'm like, well, what if you just didn't weigh yourself? Yeah, you know, but like, I can't wrap my mind around yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, But I did. I mentioned this on another episode, but I had read, so I read, you know, I do the little miracle morning thing and I have this Jesus calling devotional and I open it up to that day and it was saying how, um, how we judge others and how ugly mm-hmm. that is, but it's the same thing when we judge ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like God sees it as the same thing. We're judging right. someone who he loves so yeah. much you know, like, so passing that judgment or that self-hatred or, you know, all these negative thoughts about ourselves it's, it's the same thing in God's eyes as it is if we were saying mm-hmm. it about somebody else. Yeah. And that's something right. I try so hard not to do is ever judge another judge person, but yet I do it to myself every mm-hmm. single day. Well, and right. I think too, just one thing I was going to say, and I haven't before, but like the Sunday thing and how you have the cheat day and stuff, mm-hmm. I just feel like too, like, it's okay. Like all of the shit that you're going through right now, yeah, like yeah, you're yeah. not getting hammered. You're not like whatever. And right. so if it's that one day and then you work your ass off the rest of the week to, get, <laughs> you know, back there or, you know, whatever. So it's, I know that it's still, and we both have, you know, for me, it was Friday nights eating pizza in the dark. Cause I <laughs> ate right. a pizza and a half by myself. See. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I think it's, it's just hard. The scale thing I know is so hard for so many people. Yeah. Yes. And it's, um, it's so different now. And I kind of laugh because you know, I, there was a time where I put the scale away. It's like, you know, this is not important. This does not define me. This is not going to control my life. Mm-hmm. And so just basing everything off of like how I felt rather than a yeah. number. So yeah. like, okay, how do I feel today? Did mm-hmm. I eat too much? Did I not eat enough? Um, right. So really going off of feeling or how do my clothes fit or whatever, like that was a big deal. But now that I'm in the, on the other side, you know, with eating disorders, we talk a lot about um, being too small or losing weight Mm -hmm. or whatever, but there's another side of it of gaining weight. Mm -hmm. And I'm on that end now too, of like, the other day I got kind of mad because I, I lost weight and I was like, what is ah. happening? Why am I getting I'm smaller? losing muscle. Am- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you're like, like, I worked hard I had for that. The opposite. Like, oh my gosh, I'm getting too small. I need to eat more. I need to, you know, right. I need to up my calories or whatever. And so like, um, in, in that, I think that's an area where we don't talk about a lot mm-hmm. is like gaining weight rather than mm-hmm. losing weight right. it's always about weight loss mm-hmm. but you know there's these people out here that we need to gain weight need too gain. <laughs> right yeah so do you weigh every day um I don't like it's not even I don't care yeah <laughs> like if I feel strong if I yeah. can perform well in the gym who cares yeah <laughs> you know it, it doesn't what I I always ask people like what why does that matter to you mm-hmm. why do you need to know how much you weigh right does that like are you giving that too much power or does that mm-hmm. define you mm-hmm. or like how about your heart like how's your heart how do you feel how are you on the inside like maybe you let that define you yeah rather than this number yeah 
That gave but me goosebumps. Me too. I almost just started sobbing, but then I didn't want you to cry. <laughs> well, I think too that it, it like you're saying, like it's an addiction. Like for me, yes. my addictions used to be a lot of things, <laughs> you know, and then it turned into the, just the eating. And it, I think it was because like when I was doing Beachbody, for instance, I wasn't performing, but I was racing and doing that kind of stuff. But I had... I had come from like a place where everyone knew me as the partier and she's a party girl and da da da. And then I went to a place where it's like, holy shit. And look at now she's a fitness girl. And, and, but it happened so quickly. And so there were so many eyes on me. And so it was that thing to be perfect. And people started saying to me, like, you're too small, Mm -hmm. you know? And it, it wasn't that I, but I, but it was that addiction to the working out which i think well, it's an addictive personality you can become addicted to anything yeah which i right yeah yep and you yep. swap one for another yeah and it's um it's crazy that a, a number like determine your day or determine your mood mm-hmm. or you know i remember when i would hop on this wheel and i'd be you know this the weight that i wanted to be i was like oh it's gonna be a good day mm-hmm. and if i was over it wrecked me yeah and like ah just giving something like that so much power um gosh it's so hard but it is so um, hard. It's just, yeah. Like, why? I just, I ask, I ask myself all the time, like, why do we do this? Why is this so important? Mm-hmm. But when you have that addictive personality and like, you need something to attach to, you know, there's, right. we all turn to different things. But I think even if you don't have an addictive personality, just the the society that we live in, and just the the, oh, yeah. the you know what right. we view as or what we think mm-hmm. is this perfect body type. We know that for our height and whatever to look kind of like that, I need to be in the 120s or, you Mm -hmm. know, like you just get this idea in your head that it's, I don't know. And I think about like, I graduated high school, I weighed 120 pounds. Like, I don't want to weigh 120 pounds, (laughs) but in my head, I think that that sounds amazing. I know. I'm like, I think I weighed like 115. Like what? Yeah. Yeah. But, but I also wasn't like a woman, you know, I I was, I was just scrawny and little and yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't aspire to be that now, but for some reason it's just, you get this number in your head. Right. Yeah. And I look back at pictures now. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I was so small and weak. I had no muscle. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice when you're like, oh, check out that ass. And that was probably your, yeah. <laughs> and that, hey. Funny now you look back on what would have been like your best day as like, ew, I was way too yeah. skinny and had no muscle. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's such a, a interesting, like looking back on it now, I can kind of laugh at it. And mm-hmm. it's, and it's kind of funny. I'm like, wow, I was, I was a mess. Right. So, <laughs> um, and you know, the thing is that when we, I realized that I'm always, cause I've tried so hard to like make all of this go away and like mm. never have to deal with it. And like, but the reality of it is, is when we have addictive personalities or we, we go through these struggles is that we're always going to deal with them like they're always going to be there what I've learned is that we just have to learn how to manage them Mm -hmm. so like before I had zero coping skills Mm. I didn't I just let it run me and now I can recognize my triggers um and kind of what sparks everything to come up and I'm like okay I recognize this I deal with it Mm -hmm. so it's not that it's ever going to go away because I believe that I'm always going to have struggles around food or substances or whatever Mm -hmm. but it's just not either not putting yourself in those situations or knowing how to cope with it and having those tools right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for sure so do you race still now I don't. Um, I haven't raced since last October. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I, I haven't had the itch to get back into it. Mm-hmm. Um, found your new love. Well, CrossFit yeah. is like, it's like a family too. Well, so d- right. were you doing ever CrossFit? Too? No, I can't do. See, so I was going to ask you, yeah, because of my back, I'm terrified of having like 
that much mm-hmm. weight up over my head. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, yeah. I just, I don't think it's for me, but I work in a CrossFit gym. So yeah. it's CrossFit on one side and boot camp on the other. Oh, nice. and yeah, yeah. So I always see every day your, you know, your CrossFit workouts yeah. that you post. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, it's amazing. It really is. Like, I can see how you were able to trade. Uh, like running in for CrossFit because it mm-hmm. truly it, like you were such a badass runner running those distances and then th- that terrain and whatever. But CrossFit is like a, a, a whole, it's like yeah. an animal. Like yes. it's amazing. Yeah. Like, so I, I yeah. can see how you would get that same sort of like gratification out of, Swapping out of CrossFit. It. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I need that. Like, like yeah. nasty mm-hmm. yes. workout still. Cause that's just my personality. Right. So I still need to feed that side. Mm-hmm. Cause I've tried, like just going to the gym and lifting weights. I'm like, this is so boring. Not like funny. I need something that hurts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I totally so I understand that. Yeah. I don't know if I'm and like afraid of CrossFit or what, but I know so many, I have friends that own CrossFit gyms and mm-hmm. you know, people are always like, why don't you do CrossFit? And I'm like, I, I just, I, I just don't want to. <laughs> I'm good at what no, I do over like, here. Yeah. Yeah, like whatever works for you and whatever makes you happy and feels good. Like I just say, you know, there's no right or wrong. It's whatever, whatever makes you feel good, do that thing. And if it's walking, if it's yoga, if it's CrossFit, Mm -hmm. whatever. And it's so hard to like, oh, this person's doing this and it's making them look this way. Maybe I should do that. But if you don't like it, maybe that's not for you. Yeah. (laughs) So I love how you've been able to like that saying, make your mess, your message. Yeah. Um, So clearly this has become a passion for you and you're like moving forward in order to help other people who struggle with similar things. Is that right? Yes. I love that. And I've learned there's, so many people out there that are dealing with the same thing it's just hard Mm -hmm. to be vulnerable and and put Mm -hmm. it out there so maybe there's all these people that don't want to speak up but they still need to hear the message and so Mm -hmm. um just putting it out there and and letting people know that they're not alone and that there is hope and there Mm -hmm. is a light at the end of the tunnel for whatever they're going through and i you, you know i could have a poor me like why did I have to go Mm -hmm. through all of this and why did this happen to me and why did I have to deal with this Mm -hmm. but really I'm grateful for it all because it has brought me to where I am today and it's made me as a stronger and a better person so Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for the mess yeah and I feel like that about my own life too for Mm -hmm. all the mistakes that I made in the bad choices (laughs) like all of them it's a lot (laughs) but you know like it's just like I'm so grateful because I wouldn't be the wife I am today had I not made those mistakes Mm -hmm. or you know I wouldn't be the mom I am or I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing this, yeah. you know, I, I wouldn't right. be doing this if it weren't for having gone through everything that I went through and becoming mm-hmm. a stronger person for it all. For right. sure. So you are, I, so I went on your Instagram and it says like DM to get started, like health coach, health coaching thing. So what exactly are you doing? Yes. So I, um, I don't have like a structured thing. Like a lot of people just reach out to me of like, I'm dealing with this like how how can I work through it (laughs) or like how can you help yeah yeah it's just a cry for help yeah yeah so um I work with people that way just people who reach out to me through Instagram but Mm -hmm. I'm also a health coach for a company out on the east coast called Vita Health nice um so I work with people through that and I'm also um, working on my master's in psychology so I'll be done with that next June and then I've been looking at um doctorate programs to get into eating disorder and addictions um so that's really that's where my heart is and that's I know how hard it is um to deal with that and and try to work through it well what what a a better like what a better person to have helped you through it than someone who's been through it Mm -hmm. yes exactly and that was part of my frustration when I was going through rehab I was like well, have you been through right. this? How do you know? How do you like, know? I'm yeah, exactly. Because you read about it. <laughs> yeah, because you read a book and you studied it. So now you think you know all the answers. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> and, and how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And gosh, addiction, it's such a beast. Yeah. And I think it is powerful to be, for me to be like, this is what I went through. This is what worked for me. Right. And now I want to share that with you. And it's, um, you know, there's 
psychology is a very interesting thing, especially when you have a faith too, because there's all these scientific things and all these tools and ways to fix people. But for me, there's only one one way. way. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And but you can't always say you can't Mm -hmm. say that to everybody. Not everybody believes that. But deep down, I just want to be like, you just need Jesus. You just need Jesus. (laughs) Get dunked. That's what it was for me. Like I just had to surrender everything. Like, okay, God, I cannot deal with this on my own. I need you. So surrendering and, and, you know, I just, you just need Jesus and Mm-hmm. it'll help <laughs> yeah. yeah we were at church but. we were at church on sunday and he said something about of all the i don't he said the number the the exact number of words that are in the bible he said 680 something 000. he said all they all are trying to get you to do one thing and that's trust that's me trust mm-hmm. me yeah trust mm-hmm. me and i think yep. that that's I, it's such a simple thing to do mm-hmm. but it's so hard mm-hmm. I think it's hard right. for in people to situation in life, you know, like yeah, relationships and money and all of you it. You know, there's no way that I would have been able to get through even that kind of stuff without that. Right. So, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I think some people too, like obviously, start to feel called. You know, they're like where I was a few four years ago, I guess. You know, it was like. I grew up in the church, but didn't really know the word mm-hmm. and, you know, all of that. But then, you know, becoming a believer. Um, but I don't know. It's like, but am I good enough? Well, I don't remember the verses. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So like right. just also if yeah. you're one of those people, like all you, you gotta, don't you don't have to. You don't have to yeah. know any of that. Yeah. And um, even we've talked about this with some other people on the podcast, too, like praying out loud. That's very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Singing in church. Mm-hmm. We just were in church on Sunday, and I was like, "There, there wasn't enough people around us for me to sing as loud as I want to <laughs> sing in church, you know." And like, I'm a terrible singer, and but AJ and I listen to the message in my car all the time, and I will just sing at the top of my lungs. But you know, I'm like, "Oh God, Kristen's new next to me in church," <laughs> and I put my hands up too. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, but I was, I literally looked at her, and I'm like, "Man, like, not enough people are singing." And then I was like. Oh, okay. And then I kind of like turn the other way to sing a little bit louder, but you know, it's nothing like he knows, he knows your season. He loves you. He, you know, all of this is for his. Well, it's an interesting thought too, to think like God never would have wanted you to go through all that hard stuff, but it's also like, he also chose you for it. Oh gosh. Yeah. Because he, he, this was your journey that you had to take to get to your calling. Yeah. It's your purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so how can people find you if they want to follow your story more or, or reach out to you for coaching help? Yeah. Uh, so I'm pretty big on Instagram. So that is my main source um, of contact. Yeah. So you can follow me at Kate Reed Kate. Yep. Um, yeah. Just join me on that journey I love you're very inspiring Mm -hmm. to follow you (laughs) you what I know about you just simply from Instagram is that you eat healthy food you love to work out you love your dog you love the ocean (laughs) (laughs) those are all true I wish we were closer but my biggest thing like I I I think I people have this assumption of me of like oh she's just always been this way and she's always been fit and healthy Mm -hmm. and for me, I just want to let people know that I I haven't always been that way. And mm-hmm. I am the way that I am now because of how I used to be. Right. Um. So that's the story that I want to share. Of like, I am passionate about this now because I know what it's like to be a mess. Exactly. Um, and I don't want that life for myself or for anybody else mm-hmm. anymore. So that's it's awesome. Love it. Yeah. That's why, too, people got to do stories. I'm talking to us right I you know I like I used to go live every single day and like it's been so long but now that I share a little bit more here and there just on my stories it's well people just to come out of the woodwork and feel inspired to you know reach out when they feel like they can relate to something that you're going through instead of seeing the highlight reel reel. (laughs) because also sometimes 
people just look at your pictures and you might put a super powerful message about, hey, I came, blah, 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 but maybe they're not even reading it. They're right. like, oh, look at how perfect her right. life is. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. And you're like, no, just read it. Right. Right. You're missing the point. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes. All right. Well, Caitlin, thank you so, so, so much for coming on here and sharing your story and just being so vulnerable yeah. and just being willing to share. I so appreciate it. Absolutely. It was fun. I feel like we can like break down each section of things and like dive deeper into that. Mm -hmm. We definitely could. And we could (laughs) definitely come back. I just was telling Steph the other day that I really want to do an addiction episode because Mm -hmm. it's such a close thing to my heart and I deal with it literally on a daily basis. And I want someone to come on here who's willing to talk about it. You know, the people in my life are still in it. It, and mm-hmm. so they're not mm-hmm. willing to be open about it yet. I feel like it's mm-hmm. such a hard thing to do, but it's a much easier when you've come out on the other side and you've learned the lesson. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yes. I would. I think there's no better way than going through it. Exactly. Than... Yes. Yeah. So that would be awesome. I mean, if you're willing, we'll definitely talk and we can mm-hmm. definitely, do, definitely do more work on here. I would love it. You have yes. been so inspiring. Yeah, thank awesome. you so much, girl. All right, thank Caitlin, you thank so you. Much, so much fun. Thank you. You're welcome. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Okay. Have a good day. You too. Right. Bye bye. Bye. She's awesome. She's amazing. I love it. Yeah, that was so good. <laughs> Everything she said, I was like, yep, yep, yep. I know. <laughs> I was like, I feel like I need Kleenex right now. Yeah, yeah, and I just want to hug her. Like <laughs> yeah. she's so how amazing. Old is she? She's like 28. Oh. Yeah, so super young. Yeah, and but not just, as... Yeah, but I mean, yeah. it's just so inspiring. She's been through so much in such a short yeah. amount of time, and she's so wise, mm-hmm. wise beyond her years for everything that oh, she's yeah. gone through and conquered, yeah. you know? She's amazing, and I... You guys follow her on Instagram. She's super inspiring. She's always posting her Lionheart Radio um, podcast every morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, she'll take a little a verse or a tidbit out of it, and, you know, it's just yeah. a nice little to start your day um and you can just see what a badass she is yeah yeah i love it yeah that was great yeah yeah strawberry point strawberry point oh my god she's from iowa yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right guys thanks for tuning in yes thank you uh yeah reach out to caitlin Mm -hmm. and follow her and um Tell all your friends what a bomb podcast. What a bomb. We have. Bomb.com. <laughs> like, subscribe, share. Yes, please. Review. All right, guys. Love you guys. Happy Monday. Bye. Later. Hey, Activators. If you found value or were simply entertained by two Jesus-loving moms who cuss a little, please subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting platform. Also, follow us on at ActivatePod on Instagram and Facebook so you don't miss a thing. Thank you so much for joining us, and don't forget to tell all your friends. See you Monday. See you Monday.